The Average Jays back at it again after a very long hiatus. Lot, lots to tell you guys, lots to go through. But as always, I am Jay Chester Ruiz. And I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. And I'm clear. Like, <laughs> for clear. those watching, yes, for those watching live on twitch.tv slash the average Jays, you can see that Jay has a nice new setup. Everything is nice and clear on his end. You can even see the pretty little Christmas decorations behind him and the little Santa hat. <laughs> so if you want to join us live every Tuesday, I know today's Wednesday, I'm not crazy. Every Tuesday, 9 p.m. at twitch.tv slash the average Jays. Yeah, but days are made up though, so. You make it what you want. Time is a figment of our imagination. It's a man-made concept, and it's garbage. It's a collective idea. <laughs> so, right now, today is December 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. The year is coming to an end, but the average Jays will never end. It will never end. It will live beyond our years. There will be other Jays out there. There will be other Jays. So. We're going to go ahead and dive into a bunch of topics because as you loyal listeners do know, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus for the last three weeks. We've been having some things go on, but we are here for you as always, just like you guys are here for us. So first thing off the top, um, I do, we do want to extend our deepest condolences to the family of Twitch, the former DJ on the Ellen show. Um, his real name was Steven boss. Mm. Um, he was a phenomenal dancer, entertainer and person extremely high spirited. This news did break earlier today that he unfortunately took his own life and his, his wife found him in their hotel room. And I just want to say, Mental health is a very real, it's a very real situation. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's being talked about more and more, but I don't think it's being emphasized enough because we keep seeing these people. And for the most part, you know, the ones that hit the news are these big time celebrities, but, yeah. you know, we're seeing these people that are described as high spirited, extremely happy, you know, warm personalities, people that light up a room and we're seeing them take their lives. And this is not, not this is not great. It's not okay either. Cause it's like, what are we doing as a society to help? And not again, not only just, you know, renowned or famous people or celebrities, because that extends to anyone that's not in front of the camera. Cause it, it kind of sheds this, I I guess to me, it's like, if these people can't handle it, right. Then the people that are not, on their level is like, wow, if they can't get through life, I can't get through life. And then it just trickles down. And it's like, we need to have someone up there, you know, saying everything is still okay. Like we can still do this. We keep fighting. Uh, no matter how dark, dark it gets, you know, there's always going to be that light, no matter how small it is, it's always there. Yes. And we hope to be those guiding lights for our listeners. Like if anyone ever has bad day feeling down, we're here. You know, we, we go through struggles, we go through highs and we go through lows. And if you are feeling in a really low place, reach out to someone, no matter who it is, a friend, family, 
professional? It just popped in my head. Like we should put the number down for the suicide hotline. Yeah, we'll we'll include the suicide hotline prevention, suicide prevention hotline number um, yeah. with this episode when it goes live because it's it's needed. As unfortunate as that might sound, it is very needed in in today's times. Life is not getting easier. Uh-huh. It's getting more and more complicated and people are having to adapt more and more. Yeah. But that doesn't mean life isn't worth living. Please, like I said, like we said, reach out to somebody. You know, there is always going to be hope. There's always going to be a light. Always. So when you're feeling down, it's it's hard. I've had my own struggles, not to say that they're the same as Twitch or the same as anyone else's, but I've had my own struggles yeah. with um, anxiety and depression. I've, you know, I've went to therapy, I've gotten medicated, and I'm here to say I'm I am proof that these things help. They really do. Yeah. Uh, again, it's like you said, and no, no depression is the same, but it's still depression, and they're different. Yeah, there are mm-hmm. different levels to it. But you know, anything we can do uh, to help, uh, talk to that person, talk to everyone, make sure everyone is good. Because you never know your your kind words, something as small as saying hello to someone can save someone's life. And tr- again, and just keep yes. passing that goodness over and over, uh, over and over again. Yes, the the mission of us, as well as the rest of the Grand Fleet, is to make others happy, right? To live a life filled with joy. So remember to pass that on, even if it's in the smallest ways. Thanks. So moving on from that, we decided to explain ourselves as to why we've been having a hiatus this jay justin ruiz got married that one so it's it's weird because i got married again so i was already married to my wife but we had a very small um just kind of court ceremony two years ago and now we finally got to have the big uh church ceremony and we did it um we got the big reception all of our friends and family were there was there it was a fantastic weekend it felt like it was a great weekend. it it was just yeah it was like a freaking dream it was a blur for me it was a blur like not that i didn't remember anything it was just i landed and that was just part of your i was just (laughs) with you the whole time and i was yeah it's it's like it's like i got on a roller coaster and i couldn't stop and i was like (laughs) help dustin and erica put stuff uh together till like two three in the morning and then i was like we woke up got a hair like we just didn't stop i felt like i did not chill at all no we did not it was a like you said it was a roller coaster for like five days straight i mean me and erica and mostly erica she's been planning it forever but like we had to take the week off i had to take the week off before because i was doing a bunch of wedding stuff then the week of the wedding i had to take it off because i was so exhausted like we've been just kind of going at it at I don't know, Mach 5 speed for the last, like, I mean, not this week, but the last two weeks prior. So that did happen. Uh, Jay, Jeremy Francois, was able to come down to Florida and hang out, and he was with us for a couple of days for most of the time. Yeah, Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, Wednesday to Sunday. So we got to see not only him, but a bunch of our other friends and it was great. It was a fantastic weekend. And it was just like you had a Disney a wedding before the wedding. Like that was your, you had a little intimate <laughs> Disney thing. Like people can peek in. It was like watching a Disney movie. And then yeah. it was just like, all right, here's <laughs> the ceremony for everyone else. 
But it was for you guys, but here it is for everyone else. Because <laughs> yours was more. It was, it was just, the first one was intimate, really intimate. It was absolutely crazy. Everything from we had like a bachelor party Thursday. Which I will. A, I died. <laughs> Jake died and came back. There was, there was a one. <laughs> there was a. There was. I knew the drink that killed me because I was just like. And we're gonna still keep it PG, but I, I I remember we were just all having fun. There was a duck involved. If you want to know what it is, we'll post about it later. There was a duck involved. You'll figure it out. Don't don't worry. No ducks were hurt. And you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna drink water just to keep myself hydrated. I was still smart. Like I was still like, eh. And then that one drink, I think, is when I we had. So long story short, uh, Justin's uh, best man Rob, he did this like. Uh, Tre- not a treasure hunt, but it, I forget what the term is. But it, it was like a, a hunt kind of thing. But we, it wasn't. It was like, like a challenge. It was, it was more like yeah, a challenge thing. A scavenger yeah. hunt, but because of how fast things were going every day, we just made it challenges. And the one challenge I gave Justin, I bought myself a different colored drink. And when you know how you're supposed to stick with light and darks, and you stick with one, you don't <laughs> mix it. I got Justin one, and that was the wrong drink to take, and that's what threw me over. But luckily. I dealt with uh, my rainbow vomit in the toilet, and it did not get on my clothes. And yes, yeah, so you stood. You stood clean. I stood clean. It was not like in the college days where we just don't remember the day before. <laughs> and there were chickens so, involved too. So ducks and chickens. There were chickens and roosters. That yeah, is true. But uh, we'll post about it. Don't worry about it. So, so Thursday we had the bachelor and bachelorette parties. Friday, we had another kind of like big get together with a lot of family and and people just yeah, like sure. after the rehearsal. Yeah, um, I got a PS5 because I finished the challenges from my best men, which was amazing. Uh, my, my groomsmen and my best man. Where are your best men? So that was wild. Then Saturday, we had the actual ceremony and reception and pictures. And then Sunday, we were all dead. <laughs> we had brunch in the morning then i actually got to go uh me and erica got to go visit some friends before they left we had dinner and then monday tuesday wednesday we were just zombies we did, we did not give you an episode that week because we were re- still recovering because nope. i was yep. like i think it was sun no it was monday i was like hey justin we're recording tomorrow he was like yep and then we're like tuesday he's like yo i think i still need a rest and i was like i think i need a rest too because i came back from work too so i was like i would like to rest yeah, so that Monday I took off, so I was fine. And then Tuesday when I went back to work, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Oh, that's like, right. I we cannot. both worked Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. But Monday I was off too, but yeah. So so that's where we were. That's what happened. That's where we were. You could take it or you could take it. There's no other freaking option. All right. We had to take some time, and you heathens will be okay with it. Yeah. Or if you guys got to take some time. Um, take your times and then come back and listen to us on the podcast. Oh, and because we're so clear now. Don't take your time. Always listen to us. Always listen to us. But you can see all my grays. See, I'm not like self-conscious on camera. <laughs> but um, we will try to get these episodes into YouTube. Surprisingly, I accidentally pressed the Twitch button. I'm not familiar with Twitch. Press the button. Wasn't working, but surprisingly ended up on YouTube. So we'll try to yeah, get Yeah, somehow... Up- we randomly have a new we we used to run i mean long time listeners will know we had a youtube channel when we first started 
and I was doing both audio and video editing back then. And it just uh, so began, ago. it became too much. Yeah. So we stopped after it like was maybe pretty, 10 it was, episodes. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty early, but luckily this, yeah. is, it's just a one click button. And it should upload itself there. And we, and it's not going to yeah. be edited. It's going to get pure unfiltered. Yeah, this well, will, you'll, it'll get be, the, you'll get the the nasty stuff in the after dark, but the yeah. our actual episodes will still be family friendly. So for those with children, yeah. stop when we stop and don't let them listen anymore. And then you can stay with <laughs> us in the JMJ after dark. Yes, we always we always announce the JMJ after dark segment when it's coming up. Yeah, so it'll be the full full Twitch stream from beginning to end. So recorded episode in the beginning, and then JMJ after dark uh, at the end, the last segment. So. We have some more things coming. We're, we're working on some stuff for the new year. So we'll keep you guys updated. No announcements yet, but we do have some fun stuff. So keep it locked in. But moving forward, since we haven't had an episode in almost three weeks, we have a lot to get through. A lot. A lot, so, a lot. Bear with us. So Don't bear with let's us. Just, let's hit the ground running. Jay. You got the first topic. Cool. So, first things first. You know our love of movies. We'll start with Boonju's Ho's next... Oh, wow. Next gem? Next gum? Did, I, did you mean to say gem? <laughs> next gem. Uh, for those who know Boonju Ho... <laughs> yes, uh, next, next cinematic gem. <laughs> not gum. Um, if you know uh, and you've listened to uh, our older podcast, my favorite movie, Snowpiercer, like favorite, number one, and he directed that, he did uh, Parasite, for those who saw, have seen it and saw the Oscars. He won for Oscar for that. And there was another one he did. It was on Netflix, but I forget the name of it. But this is his next gem called Mickey 17, who the... Uh, well, I said it backwards, sorry. Mickey 17, which will be played with, by, wow, Rob, Robert Pat Pattinson. It's a yep. very small teaser. It's like 15 seconds. It shows... It just shows him there laying down. So the just, camera yeah, character reveal. And you're looking at him. Uh, up, he's upside down and he's just looking into the camera while the camera's panning in. But he's surrounded by a machine. And now this is where it comes into speculation. It's a circular machine. Um, kind of, think of like those uh, X ray. Is it X ray machines? It's not an X ray machine. It's a. Uh, when people. When Are you talking about like the CAT scan thing or the, you know, the MRI? It's, yeah, it's that big machine where you put the whole body through because they're different types. Yeah, the MRI. MRI. So yeah, it looks kind of like that, but think of it as like just uh, strapped down or scrapped down. My speculation to this is I think it has to do with DNA because if you look at uh, Junho's movies, it deals with classism and that's always his theme. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to change it up or stick with it, but use biology in some way of shape or form to do the sci-fi. You can't really say much by seeing this trailer, but I'm excited. I honestly, my, my, I guess what I got from the trailer is yeah. I, the teaser, I think it's going to be a different real, like a parallel universe from what we are in now. And mm. Robert Pattinson, Pattinson is going to be the human being. He goes through that machine and that machine will cartoonify him into Mickey Mouse, and this is going to be the seventeenth rendition of Mickey Mouse. I like that. And this idea. is like <laughs> something goes wrong with the machine, and it ends up being like you know going in the in the classes like type of way. Roger Rabbit. 
Yeah, but going with sticking with the classism that he's known for, mm-hmm. it'll be like certain people get certain types of cartoons or certain people become certain types of cartoons and there's tears and there's different tune towns and it's going to be crazy it's a they haven't announced anything yet so wait would you say like anime is like top tier right yeah <laughs> and then like they haven't announced anything yet but mm. parasite is a hulu exclusive and hulu is owned by Disney. So I have to imagine that this is going to be a new Disney movie. Wait, so, hold on. Now just, I'm just like, are you, you're not serious. <laughs> no, no, no. This is happening. Okay, okay. I believe you now. I'm going to go watch it. Um, but yeah, with the realism aside, um, <laughs> I'm excited for this. I, I, would li- I love when directors take their time and not take forever, like James Cameron, but you know, no shots fired there. <laughs> um, they take their time and make movies. Um, Bunjo Ho just, he doesn't, I don't want to say he doesn't miss, but he hasn't missed. He, he chooses his actors carefully, carefully with thought behind it. And it's just not like, man, I'm just going to choose them because they're the good thing now. He is, honestly, and Robert Pattinson's been on the rise and not because of Batman. Yeah. For those who don't follow actors and their projects, it's not because of Batman. He's been working his way up since. I think it started with like a lighthouse. Even and then he got tenant. Even before that. Uh, really? You think? Uh, the directors that did Uncun Gem, I, I forget their names, but there was a movie he did with them. It was a lot older. And oh, but it was that movie. indie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, done yeah, like yeah. he's been, because I think one of those right. things, it's like kind of like, I don't know if in, in some shows, when you like lose a match in something, you got to go into like the underground to get better and to rise from the ashes. That's kind of like him. Yeah. Nothing. Twilight was a bad franchise or whatever, but it's just, it put it a, was. it put it, and I'm going to say that too. It was, I don't care for it. Um, but <laughs> it, it, but it made money. It was successful, but it did put a mm-hmm. light on him because he would have either been pigeonholed to some, he would have been, uh, pigeonholed to this type of genre. Um, and he had to get away from it and then just go underground and do these movies, which I'm sure most of them were great. And then he's just rising out of the ashes, making these big hits. Yes, you go with Lighthouse, which is indie, but still like got a lot of recognition. Then you got Tenet, which is like, okay, boom, Batman. Like that kind of put him up there. And now he's joining Boon Joon Ho. And I wonder if this is going to be a Korean movie or an American movie. I would like to say it's going to be a Korean movie, or rather, to be specific, South Korean. Well, maybe maybe it'll be a mashup kind of like how um, uh, Blood Diamond was with Leonardo DiCaprio and Digimon Hansu, where it was very much like it takes place in Africa, but there's a huge component of like people that have come from like the US to come in and do shit, do stuff. Excuse me. That's going to get bleeped out in the recording. Um, (laughs) Just having that duality of somebody who's like outside of the actual conflict looking in and then the person that's inside the conflict already and that person being a native to that country you know what i'm saying yeah oh the movie i, I feel like it might it might be like that the directors are always thinking about the safty brothers josh and uh benny safty safty and the movie mm-hmm. i was telling you about was called good time Oh, that, yes. I, I've that heard was, of that. That was a yeah. good movie. The way I, it ended, both Uncut Gems... If you've seen Uncut Gems, you know how good these these brothers are. But Good Time yeah. and Uncut Gems have this similar ending where it's like... And spoiler alert. 
I'm not going to say what it is, but it just ends in a way where you don't expect it because you think they're going to get out of the trouble they're in, but it just ends horribly or in a bad place. But um, yep. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see this new movie or see the trailer for it. And I'm behind whatever Boonju Ho does. Yeah, down, down with the Robert Pattinsons and I'm down with Boonju Ho. But moving on to the next one from men whose skin glistens in the sun to robots who glisten in the primal energies of are they in disguise the forgotten lands are they in disguise they are in di- well like are they i feel like they're not anymore because they're like out there well remember this okay what we're talking about is transformers <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so so the new transformers trailer did drop transformers beast wars right yes no, um, Rise of the Beast. Rise of the Beast? I got you right, right? Um, But uh, it's still in the... it. It's still in the... I guess this was the reboot. The Bumblebee franchise. Yeah, it's in the so Bumblebee like the 90s, timeline. This take place it's, not, it's like a soft reboot because Bumblebee technically speaking... Because yeah. Bumblebee happens Rise of the in the 90s. No. Yeah, Rise of the Beast. Bumblebee t- took place before... Because the new trailer looked like they're... No, Bumblebee. Bumblebee took place in the 90s. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then what does this thing? The Bumblebee movie. The Bumblebee movie with Haley Steinfeld takes place in like the 90s. And it takes place before Optimus gets there, before all the stuff with Shia LaBeouf, and before all the newer things. Yeah. So it was a soft reboot. before Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. And now this takes place in the it's still the 90s, 1994. 2000. It's 94. Okay. Yeah. So I think Bumblebee was actually the 80s with, with Haley Steinfeld. And this is going to be in the 90s. Because she had like a yeah. older car and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is going to be in the 90s with. Um, in the year 94, a pair of human archaeologists from Brooklyn. Okay. And it's New York. <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. And it's this guy from In the Heights, uh, Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos, yes. Playing yeah. Noah Diaz. So. so we got a, a nice look at a bunch of robots, man. So Beast Wars is having a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. It was a late 90s, early 2000s, you know, darling. Uh, if you go back to it now, it looks like garbage. But hey, but it will just pull on the nostalgia strings so hard. <laughs> it's no joke. Exactly. So... Back in the day, Transformers Beast Wars was the story of the Transformers that came during like the Jurassic Age. And it was the robots turned into, you know, saber-toothed tigers and dinosaurs, and Optimus Prime was Optimus Primal, and he was a huge silverback gorilla. So it, it was all animals. Yes. Now, this version of Transformers, Transformers Rise of the Beast, will be it it we don't really know the entire storyline. But it's going to include both the The present day, quote unquote, Transformers that we know about from the Michael Bay movies, as well as the beast forms of different of different robots. So in the trailer, we got Optimus like we saw regular Optimus as, as a truck and all that. But then we saw Optimus Primal, which is the gorilla, and he looks fantastic. They did a great job with the all the animals that we saw in there. Um, we saw Cheetor, Optimus Primal. Um, 
There's Did a couple more I can't remember. Racing Optimus Primal. It's dope. Billy Bob Thornton. No, close. Nah. Um, Ron Perlman. Like, that's pretty dope. Oh, that, that makes so much sense. That's so great. Uh, so Peter I'm so Cullen happy with playing that. Prime, you know, who we know and love. But yeah. It's a nice... Regular Prime. It's like, you, can, you could have easily had Peter Cullen do both. But it's like, yeah. nah, let's have... You can see the, the difference between the two. It's nice to give them their, their own identities. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Optimus Primal in the, you know, Beast Wars timeline like later on got to like they evolved as they went on and then he became optimus prime so with this we we have both sets of of um of robots right now we have the regular ones that we're accustomed to some of them have a little bit of an 80s flair like looking like the the 1980s g1 transformers and then we have the you know primal beasts that we're seeing and they are very much a, a mashup of futuristic technology but also looking like some sort of prehistoric beast yeah i i think they the art direction is looking really awesome i have cooled on the transformers uh franchise for quite some time yeah like i didn't uh, see bumblebee in theaters but i did see it i enjoyed i enjoyed bumblebee i didn't even see bumblebee the last I, one i, I saw was the one before the last night the first one with mark Wahlberg was the last one i saw I think it was called the last night because the other one was like Rise of Extinction or something like that or the Extinction. I don't know. I never saw it really. I don't think I, I the only I don't I don't even remember because Age of Extinction, right? Was yeah, that something like that. So I don't even remember. The only reason I went to go see that movie was because it had Soundwave as the as one of the villains, and, and I were, I love Soundwave. Disappointed with that. When, I I didn't. I was disappointed with the movie. I thought the movie was garbage, but I loved how Soundwave looked. Oh, okay. It was I, I, different. I, it was a different take and all that, but Sandwave looked cool. Okay. Um, I'm looking here. Cheetor doesn't seem to have a voice actor, unless they're just hiding that from us. Well, Cheetor, I, they might just not. It might just be like a mini bot type deal. Where oh, that's unfortunate. I guess because Bumblebee is an my, animal, you know. I guess. Yeah. And jo- John DiMaggio is in there. Oh, is he? Yeah, some like side characters. But it's cool that he's in there. But so yes, with that, um, I'm super excited. I can't wait to see more of this. This is probably going to be the Transformer movie that that brings me back. Um, no, yeah, definitely check out. Definitely check out. Uh, uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah, I think you would enjoy. It. I enjoyed it. Like I was like, wow, this is way better than the last Transformer movies. Um, okay, I'll give it a shot. Nine. I'll definitely give it a shot. And then another scooping of nostalgia. For all you 80s and 90s babies, oh, yeah. we got oh. Indiana Jones 5, The Dial of Destiny. Woo! So I enjoyed that name, number one. I yes. thought the alliteration on Dial of Destiny is fantastic. Titles are important, people. Titles are important because when you hear The Last Crusade and you hear Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which one do you like better? Yeah, we know. We don't even have to say it. Don't even tell them. (laughs) We don't have to say it. But we got to see Indy, Harrison Ford, coming back. Um, We got to see him doing his thing as as an archaeologist. And then he had the whip. Which is funny in the the modern day scene. Well, modern. Yeah, they they point at that too because he he breaks out the whip in a quick little snippet. And then everyone there pulls out a gun. And then he has to like run away. 
So, you know, a little homage to Temple of Doom? Probably. No, the other one. It's been a while. I haven't seen them re- any in the, the last... The first arc? I don't remember. The one with the Ark of the Covenant. It's that it's that one. It's that one. Where um the guy breaks out the sword and he starts whipping it around and then Indy just shoots him. Oh. It was very that was the first one, no? Yeah, that's the first one, but that's not Temple of Doom. Oh. Um so yeah, so you know, that happens. It was an homage to that. Um we we see a, a side character, which is his goddaughter, who's another archaeologist, and they're on this adventure together. Um, we got to see a quick like sneak peek for a re- reoccurring character. I forgot his name, but he's been in another indie movie. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, um, <laughs> oh yeah!" <laughs> so it, it right now. looks action packed. It looks great. This hat, it has to be a passing of a torch thing. I would love it if. Oh, you know oh, what? Boyd this is why this is he wasn't uh, Logan. This is yeah, he was. So this is why Twitch matters, everyone. Our loyal fan, Gamutism, corrected me. It's the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones and the Lost yeah. Ark. That's the one I was thinking about. Thank you, so Gamutism. You too can join in the chat and uh, help us out whenever we fumble. Yeah, correct. But, you're you're um, our fact checkers. Yes, you're our fact checkers because we, we can't do that. We're too amazing to f- check our own facts. Because everything we say is facts. Everything we say is facts. So... Um, yeah, a lot of cool sneak peeks, uh, at what he's going to be getting into a lot of cool action sequences. I will say the one thing that kind of bummed me out Mm. is there's some scenes where I saw the CGI. Like you could tell that it's a stunt doubles body and Harrison Ford's head on it. And I saw it in the trailer. I watched the trailer two times. Well, there's no that when he's younger because they did say they did use uh, de aging. So technology. there are scenes when he's younger, and you know it's it makes sense. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's it shows, but I saw it in one or two of the like present the day scenes. Day? Okay, or present. Yeah, day. I gotta rewatch it. And again. It didn't, I was just excited to see it. This is also this could also be first pass. You know, they're just trying to get the trailer out because it dropped with this um, is true, the game awards coming out in June. You know, can't, they dropped it before the game awards. They, you know, they did that random drop where like all these trailers came out. So it, it's, oh no, it came out with the Game Awards, right? No, it was before that. Well, Game Awards was last week. And that was. Before. Okay. So then, yeah, it was before that. So it could be the first pass in the CGI and they're just trying to get that teaser out there to, to show everyone. Uh, because the only thing we got before this was the teaser image, the picture of the hat. So now this is our first look at it. I am also still holding out to have an appearance by Shia LaBeouf because while I did not love Crystal Skull, I don't vehemently like hate it like a lot of people. I didn't love it. It's not my favorite. It had a couple good moments. I I really liked his performance in it and I kind of liked the little jab that they did with like maybe passing it on to him and then Indy was like, oh, not this time. So mm. I, I don't know. I would like to at least see him you know, just like I don't want that character to just get thrown out. I enjoyed Shia LaBeouf's run um, in the last indie movie, but I understand. And he's also like, isn't he like doing his own thing, or is that just me? LaBeouf. Yeah, he he just he's been doing a lot of indies. He's not doing yeah yeah. So, 
This yeah, is a blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is a, a big movie. Um, I mean, he also runs like a, a theater school and he helps train actors and stuff. So he has a lot of stuff going on. Can make the next Even Stevens. <laughs> don't reboot but- it. <laughs> Do not. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Anyway. Um, before we jump into another trailer. Yes. Because this trailer just came out yesterday. You all know it. We all love it. We we'll talk about it. it in a moment. So right. pump your brakes. We have two other things to get through. Way of the Water. Avatar. Way of the Water. This long-awaited sequel finally has, you know, hit theaters for premieres. And we have first reactions. And it comes out tomorrow. I have words. But go ahead. It's not doing bad. So, yeah, it's not, it's doing, not doing bad. bad. It's, it's freaking James Cameron, and because we can't say that anymore. No, 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 we can't say that anymore. No, 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 we can't say because James no, no. Cameron. I agree with you. It's not like you can say because he's Batman. Because you can say because it's Batman. Because it's Batman. But James Cameron, you shouldn't be saying it's good because of James Cameron. Because then, if that's the case, mm-hmm. any like for example, um, when Tenet came out, was not a perfect movie. Is it one of his top five movies? No. I enjoy Tenet, but you can't be like, oh, it's, it's Nolan. Tenet was fire. You can't say that. Way of Water, still haven't seen it. I I am so petty right now with him. I don't even want to go pay to see it, even though technically I'm not paying because I'm an AMC, AMC uh, A-list person. I'm technically still endorsing that. I don't want to do that because that money's going to go to him. I will watch it on TV just because. But again, I digress because I'm ranting. But so I got an A on what? IGN, right? Yeah. On Tomatoes Aggregator gave it a, it was an 84, 83. I forget what it was. Yeah. On there. And it's in the 80s. And there's this uh, woman I follow on IGN. I mean, not IGN, sorry, on IG. Uh, Fantastic Frankie, I believe. I have to double check that. Um, she posted recently on how she saw it because she's a, she's a, she does reviews on comics and movies and stuff and she got an early screening and she was like, I saw it and she goes and says, and I was like, Ooh, this just confirms it. She's like, yo, if you really like technology and movies, this is it for you. And then she was like the story. Nah. And then she had to go on to say in a, in a place that is like a post get out world, like after the post movie, uh, after get out, it yeah. seems like it's wild to me. And to her, and to her point, how a lot of these characters are played by white people, when all these mm. blue people are supposed to be like these, like you gotta kind of be more in. Uh, well, apparently inclusive. the Navi is actually based off of like an African tribe. Like, but then it's like it wasn't inclusive. So I found out that Kate Winslet is in this movie. I did not know that, and she plays yeah. one of them. And I'm like, Kate Winslet, she was great. You know, she she or she is great, but really. And then, um, what's the bad guy's name in the movie? His last name was like Lang or something. And for some odd reason, he, you know, it's not spoilers because it's in the trailers. He's brought back to life, but he's in an avatar body. Like he's in a blue skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's very get outy. It's a white guy in a, and then he's like the op, he's still a bad guy. And it's like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem good to me. It just seems like the movie Get Out, like where it's just the, the colonizers, as I will say, will just want to 
take their skin and then take over their planet for their resources and whatnot. But all I also well, say, you know, like while I will say I agree with some of that, mm-hmm. I do because yeah. like you know, main character he's a white guy. Um, there's, there are a couple. There are a couple of of like other you know Caucasian actors that play roles in this, but yeah. the new characters and most of the Navi, mm-hmm. like the I guess the the main ones, are all minorities. I'm gonna look that up now because I have like the people that do the mocap and the voices and all that. They're minorities. Okay. Like the young, the young ones that are like you know the, the kids of the other you know original cast or whatever, they're all minorities. I think there might be like one white kid in there, but it's it's a from what I've seen, it's Zoe, a pretty diverse. We got, we got Zoe, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yep. I knew that. Laz Alonzo. Okay, he's one of the. Okay, cool. Um, uh, there's a Native American actor. Oh yes, I forgot. Even the, Peter from even the uh, deaf. Yes, yes, the, yeah. yeah. But what were you gonna say? No, he. Peter, his name is Peter, Peter Man- Mensa. He's from um, the the show I really like. Uh, Why well, should say Spartacus? He was one of the main characters Spartacus. there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and then there's even a deaf Navi. They that guy is a black guy, and he even created the sign language I that saw they that, use. Yeah. Which is so dope. there's. I, I must say where the original one I think failed in inclusivity, this one It succeeded. It has some it has some remnants of the past with like some of the main characters being white and all that and taking over these like bodies and personas of tribes people. I totally agree. Like that is present there. But I do think Way of the Water has taken a lot of steps to promote inclusivity in most of their characters. I will say that. That's fact. Because that was that was a thing that kind of got brought to my attention, and then I started to see the characters and and who's in it, and it was like, you know what, I think they're doing a pretty decent job. Ah, that you know they can't kick everyone out. No, that's but, fine. I that that I agree with. But then it's like if you're going to be more inclusive, and I see it, it's succeeding in that where the first movie didn't. And the guy I was thinking about is Stephen Lang. That's the actor's name, but in the yeah. movie, his name is Colonel something. But um, yeah. And like that, I think was lazy. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. But I, they could have had a different villain. You like, didn't. Oh, oh, you did see Avatar. You didn't see this movie, obviously, because it hasn't come out yet yeah, for yeah. us, for us normal people. Um, from what uh, Fantastic Frankie said, she again. If you just love technology, uh, movie technology, this is a movie for you. But to sit there for three hours, and she was like, no, she gave it a two out of five, and her rating. Oof. So that's rough. Again, me personally, I don't know. I'm not fiending to go see it. I'm I'm cautiously like just gonna chill and wait till it hits my streaming services. And that's just me being petty. I'm not gonna lie about it. No, no shame. No, I I understand that. I totally do. I've been flirting with the idea of going to go see it just for because I want to see it like, like if, all if, the if, colors if, and stuff if, on a big I screen. I will see it if you wanted to do a spoiler cast. Like that's that's the only time I'll do it. To me, I, it's I don't have enough passion behind this to do a spoiler cast. I'll talk about it in an episode if I go see it, but like I'm not gonna rush and figure out a way to watch this movie. So we could do a spoiler cast. I it's okay. It's not there for me. But 
this weekend if like if I'm a if I could, I mean maybe I'll go see it. It would be kind of hard because I know my wife. That one doesn't love the movie theaters, and to get her to sit through a three-hour movie would probably be impossible. Especially if it's not Avengers. Like, come on. Yeah, especially if it's if it's like Avatar. She hasn't. Se- I don't know. if She's seen the first one, I, and then you know, she. And then if she did like the first one, like that's fine because it again it's it pulls from some similar story lines. Yeah. Um Another reason why I'm a little petty, and I'll, I'm just going to add this. I just need the listeners to know. I was so happy, and we shed tears, me and you, and our our friends along. Yes, we did shed tears when Endgame. We were sitting there; it beat every movie on this list. And then Disney had to go throw Avatar back into the ringer and says, "Let's make more money." And I understand it; the almighty dollar. But Endgame didn't. It wasn't Disney yet, was it? It was. I don't think it was. It was Disney. It was. Disney didn't own 20th Century till after that. No, they had to. Because why would they? Uh, if it, Okay, the only reason I, was, I would see it was Fox. It was just to get whatever money they could get before. I, but, it, and let's say it was. Let's say it was Disney. I'm still upset about it because Endgame didn't hold the title for long enough. I'm like, all right. Now that's just, again. It, and it's, it's. I feel um, like it only held it for like a month or two, right? It was, it was like a few months. And then. What's crazy is so I'm self-aware that I'm pointing my anger towards one director, which he probably didn't have anything to do with it because he posted. I remember when Endgame took the spot, he was like, congrats to Endgame. Yeah. I think. yeah. So I don't know why I'm hating, but then I think it's because it's his ego lately. <laughs> That's why I'm like, mm. well, yes, his ego lately has not helped so any of these why things. I'm just like, I don't want to see this movie now because you're just being a, you know, little eggplant about it, but whatever. Um, So that that was the way of the water rant by Jeremy Francois. Now, moving on. Something that makes me happy. We did get a... We got news that a God of War TV series has been ordered... feel weird, but whatever. By Amazon. Why does that make you feel weird, sir? I don't know. Like, I understand where Sony specifically wants to make their games TV shows. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but this game just came out, you know? Give it Well, I have to imagine it'll be like based off the first one. Like it's not going to touch on the second one yet. No, I I I know what you mean, but I mean like if they're smart, they'll do it from the beginning. They're not going to do that. They're not like they'll do a season that explains him, or I mean, maybe they'll do. You mean like if, if I was War doing one, this, one, like God of War one, like back. Yes, in, they're not. Gonna well, no, I would put one, two, and three all in like a, a season. Like I wouldn't stretch it out too much because I think you can accomplish all three of those games you're in not one wrong, season. Think of who you're talking about and so what country we live. If it was me, <laughs> if it was me. I would do one, the first season being the God of War 2017, whatever it was. 2017, yes. 2017? Sorry. That would be season 2018? Yes. That would be season one. Yes. Then season two would be the flashback of Kratos and God of War 1, 2, and 3. Then season three would be this new game, Ragnarok. You know what's crazy? That would work if this was a... Uh... 
one of one of one of my favorite animes or mangas, Berserk, because it works there. Yeah, you do that again. Look at the country we're in, and look at the the company that's going to own it. They're not going to do that. What you said is a good idea. It would work. It, it would work. And another thing that makes me feel weird about it is like, and I and I don't want to be a hypocrite because I'm stoked for uh, Last of Us, but that seems more yeah. grounded than God of War. I'm a little iffy about it. It's how I feel like when One Piece is, was announced for a live action yeah. on Netflix. Again, because I'm a huge One Piece fan, I'm going to see it just to see it. And then if it's trash, I'm going to trash it. But then again, it's like, they didn't need to do it. They didn't need to do a God of War. We got our cinematic thing, you know? Well, here's it. It's for the normies, right? You're talking about people that... But that don't play games. That don't play games. Like, yeah. Because... While that number is growing, the people that are playing games and having these experiences, you're, that, you that number is growing. You can increase exponentially with that. Especially with last Exactly. Of Us. They're like, oh, this movie's so good. And they're like, oh, this is based off a game? I'm going to buy a PS4 or PS5 just to play the game. That kind of racks up their money. So, uh, like, you might, not, you might not... There, mathematical science is there. Mm-hmm. I want, I, yeah, I, no, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Like, you might not ever get the baby boomers, right? You're not getting a 70, 80-year-old to care about this. But you could get a Gen Xer, the fifties, fifties, and maybe early sixties. You can get them to care about it, yeah. Because those are the those are that's the last. That's probably the the last the, few gamers. The old guard. That's the old guard where they started the gaming revolution. These are people that played Ataris and Pong and like went to arcades heavy. Like those people. That's who the Lord of the Rings show was made for the diehards that have been with this franchise for so long. And I think now that, you know, rings of power is, you know, finished up the first season. Amazon might be seen as the place to go for these massive. And they're revamping spectacles because it was just like they with Lord of Lord of uh, ring of power was like the, they're like their comeback. Cause they've had good shows that won awards, but then they kind yeah. of dipped. No one really cared about, Prime video. Yeah. yeah, Prime has always had uh whatchamacallit? Prime has always had good, like critically acclaimed shows. There's something called like Transparent, I believe. It was a tra- about a yeah. trans that's what it was called, right? Transparent? Like not yeah, trans- transparent. Oh, okay. Go. Like that one. I remember that winning awards. But then after that I mean Marvelous Miss Maisel, yeah, that's, uh that's Carnival one. Carnival Lane, Carnival Row. I don't even recall that, but Orlando Bloom. Yeah. But then so again, they they have sh- they have shows that are critically acclaimed and have like amazing cinematography and these big set pieces, um, great writing, but it's always kind of seen as like the stepchild of the streaming services. So now with these big grand, like it might just become a destination for these big grandiose, uh, what call it, uh, franchises. Like they have Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, the that was probably the biggest show they've ever had. And now if they're going to if they're going to get a name like God of War, they're going to get people to jump on it even, you know, people that just played the game are going to go towards that. The people that have heard of the game and never played True. it. And I, I can't get mad at it too. The way I see it now just as you're saying this, this you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of when Stan Lee or specifically Marvel was selling their comic book characters to studios. This is the same thing. Last of Us is going to HBO. God of War is going to uh, 
uh, Amazon, whatever uh, other service they might provide. What's another Ratchet and Clank can one day just go to another studio, which they did make a movie out of, but they could always say, hey, let's make a show. And they're like, oh, let's put it on Netflix. And they could keep doing that until one day Sony's going to be like, let's make our own TV studio. And then they got to like, we need our characters back. And then it's like, it's a whole cycle all over again. Yep. I mean, but yeah, it's Marvel. It's exactly what, that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. I would like to see how it comes out. I'm I hope it's not another I'm cautiously excited. So if Sony has the proper, I guess, oversight, I guess, of the project, it will. That'll be good because if, you know, if Last of Us is going to be what we think it is, it's going to knock it out the park and then it'll open up the conversation for video games to be in this like the silver screen yeah because i've also been for not to go off tangent too i've also been for again you know my one of my favorite games alan wake uh by the company remedy they've always tried to infuse tv with movies and i think they they were finding something they were they were they were tv with video games what did i say tv with movies yes thank you um they were there was something there, but they were, it was kind of like you found the fossil, like of you found the leg of a dinosaur, but you didn't get to uncover the whole thing. I think because Remedy was uh, being pigeonholed to doing a specific project, they couldn't explore more in that realm. Because again, I remember playing Quantum Break and every choice you made, you had a different episode. And I thought that was really cool. And then it had a different, there were two endings, but that was dope to watch a different, you know what I mean? Like I, I, that to me is the, one of the greatest thing. If Sony wanted to do that, I wish, I wish Sony did something like that. Like what if, and that would be a lot of money, but what if you play God of war and the ending you choose, you got to go see the movie and you got to choose two different movies. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Make something up. That's a lot of money. I'm bugging out. <laughs> that but would be a very cool. experimental I'm gonna, thing. Hey, I but yeah, cross. I have to see God of war a, but Oh, you're going to go see God of war B. That's dope. Like, uh, I don't know. That's just yeah, having the, the cross medium project would yeah. be pretty crazy. For those who haven't played, but play Quantum Break and Alan Wake, both great games. <laughs> um yeah, and I mean listen, control. Control was fantastic. Still need to finish that. I'm a, still some it's still winter. Another I got another my- another game that it doesn't play as episodic as Alan Wake did. Let's take place but, in the same universe takes place in the same universe and it is very cinematic and tv-esque it is if you're a fan of david lynch twin peaks and all that it that game is for you that game is david lynch throwing up on a video game is i didn't even know i didn't even know that game was going to be like that and i ended up playing it and it i loved it it was such a great game i ended up i never ended up finishing it just because i got lazy and the difficulty spike kind of hit me hard but um fantastic game the story was out of this world so though if you're into that like tv tv and video games have always had this coupling you know we've seen it even as early on as like something like gex right like having the whole tv uh motive to like switch the world tv lends itself to video games video games lends itself to tv because of how long video games can be they're not necessarily I was just, I just, oh my God, Gex. (laughs) Because of how long video games can be, like, especially these big cinematic experiences, like a Last of Us, like a God of War, you're talking 20 plus hours. That doesn't really lend itself 
to be a movie, it lends itself to be a TV show. And you can do so much with it when you have the correct passion, director, writing, and budget. So great, great news on my end. I can't wait to hear more about it. Hopefully it goes the right way, the same way as Last of Us. But that's something that we'll be keeping There's our only finger way on the pulse of. Copy it down to the details. <laughs> frame no. by frame. Just put it on TV. Yeah, just, yeah. I joke. I would like. I love adaptations. So, coming to the main event, the trailer that dropped just yesterday, Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> so, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse this is they removed, and I noticed that they removed the part one from the from the title card. It is a part one. It is a part one. I did notice that too, and I was curious. But they they removed it. This looks, dare I say it, there you better go. than the original. In animation, the story, what do you think? Animation, they've just built on it. I love that animation okay, style little, that they pioneered, like a step above. Yeah, you could tell just like with, you know, just incrementally it has gotten sharper. But the first one kind of really championing that type of animation that they did. This comic book, the pseudo comic book 3D animation, which was bonkers. So seeing that come come back again was great. I mean, they have to do it that way. Uh, we get to see Miles. He's grown up a little bit. You could see you could see yeah, his, his age a little. Um, you know, we got to see his mom. We didn't really get to see her in the first movie. Um, I have a feeling that they're hinting towards he's going to lose his dad. So we there's a lot there's a well, lot of things. You, would you rather it be a little comic accurate and rather the mom instead? Since they built up the dad in the first movie, I'd rather him lose his dad. You're you're right. Because if he lost his mom, it would be sad. But there's be, no, I won't punch as hard. Exactly. So, but we get to see we got little clips of him in the like quote unquote real world, and then we see Spider Gwen returning Haley Steinfeld, and um, she brings it seems as if she brings Miles into the Spider Verse. Into so, the verse, yeah. Literally seeing hundreds hundreds of different Spider-Men and women and Spider-Things. There's already there's been breakdowns and everyone's stopping frame by frame. I watched the trailer like three times. I stopped and went play pause, play pause, play pause to see the different Spider-Men. I missed a couple. Two that also. I was thinking. two I was one that I, I like but one that I was still I really was uh hyped to see the Insomniac versions. Uh yep. Eddie Spider-Man uh Peter and Miles. Um, but I was really stoked to see manga Spider-Man because that I always loved that design. So for those who played the game, also Spider-Cop is in there. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. Spider-Cop is in there. Um, they had Spider-Monkey, Werewolf Spider-Man, um, Six-Armed Spider-Man. They had the oh, Spider-Armor. Or, or, oh, Bombastic Bagman was in there. In the, like, the original, like, 60s or 70s comic print looking aesthetic. Um, they had this OG Spider Armor Mark One. They had 
uh, Mark II there. They had the big time Spider-Man. They, so many different so many costumes, and each costume was their own Spider-Man variant. And there was so so many, so too many to count. Yeah, it's gonna be more, and most of it you're gonna have the ones front front and center, or front and center. And then there's just gonna be a lot of background where you're gonna just have to like buy it on DVD or buy, get it on streaming yeah. to deposit after the movie. It's like one of those things, or just go see the movie countless times. Yeah, we also got a pretty cool scene where we see all the spider people like rushing towards each other, which was pretty cool. Oh, they were chasing um, it looks like the too, right? Because they were just like yeah that scene where they just he was like it seemed like he, they didn't want him there because he didn't belong or something. I wonder if that's something like that. Yeah, I wonder if that. I have a like. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm I'm a little confused with the 2099 aspect of this movie. So we oh, have Spider-Man yeah. 2099. Um, if you guys remember, you know, whoever saw the first one, if at the end, he makes a cameo appearance. He's figured out interdimensional uh, travel. And at the, you know, at the very end of the credits, we get to see a quick scene with him. And then there's a funny little scene of him going to the 1960s cartoon. Uh, but before that, we got to see Gwen peeking through the same kind of interdimensional travel, which it looks like this movie is going to pick up out. right from there. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we don't know that in the first movie, it seemed like 2099 was trying to gather all the Spider-Man up to prevent something. Now, in this movie, it looks like he's bringing them all together to go against Miles, which I'm a little weird about. I don't know why. Um, and then on top of that, I don't know if there's two different versions of 2099 because the one that we got in the first movie, the first one was a slender, regular, like, I guess what I'm used to seeing Spider-Man 2099 as. And then in this trailer and even in the teaser that we got before um he's like really buff that that's spider-man 2099 because it is like he again i don't know the character as well as most people are um i'm just like looking it up right now um you could be right because it's like is he like uh, a person who just shoots first ask questions later or like you said there might be two versions in this movie so like the the original in in the first movie it seemed like he was more at least a little more calculated and smart. In this movie from the trailer that we've seen it seems like he's on the defensive. Mm. It seems like he's really like that shoot first act ask questions later type of mentality and that's not what I know him as but maybe there are two versions opposite of Miles Gwen and Peter B. Parker, mm. we will be seeing Spider-Woman and Spider-Man 2099. Those seem like the two main people that are going to be either joining up with Miles or on the opposite people. side. I can't wait to hear Jake Johnson's voice because his his voice is funny and if, for those who love Amazing. Bill Girl, he's hilarious. So for him, to, he was a perfect cast for Spider-B. Parker yep. or Spider-Man Peter Fantastic. Parker. It was great and he, so, he does it so well. So it dropped yesterday. Go check it out. There's a bunch of articles everywhere. And anywhere you get your news from, they've tried to break down all the different spider people that were in it. It's it's a feast for the eyeballs. That's yeah, what I will say. It definitely is. So 
that's a thing. And that's a perfect segue to go into our next topic, which is video games. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run down. Do it. Run Kind of like the, the big stuff that we got from this year's game awards. So I'll stop every once in a while just for like, if I cared about it, but I'm just going to try and shoot these out. I'm not going to say everything. If you want, there's articles on Kotaku, IGN, um, GameSpot. They break down absolutely everything. So you can go check it out there. But some of the highlights, we got a trailer. We got a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. We got uh, Armored Core Core Set 6, which has been like a big thing in the video games uh, community. We haven't seen Armored Core in a while. Hades 2 was announced with a gameplay trailer. Hades being that awesome indie game that kind of took the world by storm. Yeah, by Super Giant um, Games. Yes. We got uh, Judas was revealed. That's Kevin Levine's next game. He's the creator of Bioshock. So this was the game that like everyone was anticipating. Death Stranding 2 was officially announced with Which a teaser wild trailer. To me. Well, not wild. But I never played the first one. So. I never played it either, but I heard first... Just kind of like pause it for a second. Like I heard people when they got it, it was highly anticipated. People bought it, hated it. And then they got like a, they went and played it back. And it was like, oh no, this Mm -hmm. is something different. It's like a patiently game you have to be patient with. But I only hear good things about it, but it's not my type of game. We also heard like these rumors, but they're true. Uh, Hideo Kojima rewrote all of Death Stranding 2 after COVID Mm, to like, to like not predict the future again because apparently some some aspects of death stranding actually ended up coming to fruition in real life so he was like you know what and and hideo kojima even with like metal gear and stuff like that he has rewritten topics so that people can't like guess them or you know if things have happened in the real world he'll he'll take it out but you know it's funny that you say that because on track with him death stranding was based off a dream he had uh, when yeah. he wrote it, and he says, "Think of something where you're a warrior tied to a strapped to another person." And it was like weird the way he described it. And I was like, "Where our dreams are versions of the future," quote unquote. If you guys yeah. believe in that or not, that's your opinion. But if you think about it, like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> he's the Simpsons in human form. Facts. Um, we also saw a sneak peek at Idris Elba's character in Cyber tw- Cyberpunk 2077, the Phantom Liberty, which is a DLC. They, they got a gameplay trailer. We got a amazing trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm excited. It was. I don't even want to talk to you about it. You know, all the I'm listeners, the Grand Fleet, told me, go watch it. Go watch it, people. But someone said, finally, we can get different uh, clothing options. Because even right, it was mostly poncho. <laughs> yes. But it was just, just like freaking poncho. And I love it. Also, I pre-ordered the game. <laughs> but, oh, you did? Yeah, but it's like, no, I, I, I waited. Because when you pre-order on Amazon, you, it doesn't take your money until it drops. So it's like, eh, yeah, until it drops. I just wanted to secure it. And so. it um, and it's dropping pretty soon. Yeah. March. That's, that's not months, far. Two, three months from now. I'm happy with that. Um, then we got Diablo 4 arriving in June 2023. Um, they officially announced that release way. date. Street Fighter 6 announced its release date of June 2nd, 2023. Um, I'm on board for Street Fighter 6. It looks cool. Yeah. I was a little let down by 5. 
Um, yeah, my cousin. But I think they're gonna get me played, back with he's six. He's always get. He's always gotten uh, Street Fighter, and I've gotten it with him. So I, I was like, "Yo, are you getting six? He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." Yeah, but Street Fighter has been like I've played that game since I don't know since I was a kid. I've always loved Street Fighter Two. I think that's a big entry point for a lot of people. Um, Super Turbo, but moving on, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Reveal that it will include the one, the only Batman, uh, Kevin Conroy. His last performance. His last performance of the Bat will be in Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. And if I do say so myself, it was a pretty badass trailer. Um, it was funny, too. Like, it, it had everything. <laughs> yeah, it it was, drama, funny, scary. Ugh. It was, Make that, well, it was cool. You could have done a better job. But again, the closest when it comes to Suicide Squad to me is the animated movie, um, which is based off Ark, uh, yeah. Rocksteady's Arkham uh, su- uh, suicide, eh, suicide Squad movie. Um, I hope it's similar in in a sense with with this video game. It has to be. It's Rocksteady. It they're not gonna. To they're not gonna do us wrong. Yeah. They're not, they're gonna, not gonna, gonna let us down. They're not gonna Gotham Knights us. Um, so we also got a little clip from the super mario brothers movie and it shows it's cute it's a minute and a half um it shows mario encountering um like the pipes like pipe travel that i saw saw. yeah so that's the clip that was that we saw you know toad goes through it all nice and fun and mario smacking against the walls as he goes through the pipes very cute um he probably goes through that every time we play the games Every time we <laughs> never screaming. See it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tekken Eight uh, oh, had a new that. trailer, and it confirmed Jin's mother, June Kazuma, will be returning. Um, she died back in Tekken Two, gasp. so that was twenty years ago. I'm gonna just um, give you another we- Spanish gasp. <laughs> <laughs> and we have not seen her since. I'm a big proponent for Tekken. Uh, my my first Tekken was Tekken 2, and then the first one that I owned was Tekken Tag Tournament, and I played through that game a bajillion times. I, mean, um, I always love four. I always loved the Tekkens. Uh, I always liked the the characters as well as the uh, the mechanics of the game. Always fun. We also got new looks and combat for King Paul Phoenix, Lars Martial Law, and Jack Eight, all returning cat- characters from different. Uh, Tekken games. Noise. We also got the announcement of Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC uh, exclusively for PS5 arriving in April. That's the DLC and then there was the other one too which is the VR one. Yeah, we uh, uh, the VR one which is Call of the Mountain. Game. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got we got a, we got to look at the VR game for Horizon Call of the Mountain and that uh, I think that's on this list later on but yes that did get announced. We also got Crash Team Rumble, a new 4v4 multiplayer game coming in 2023. We don't have a release date yet, but it's kind of like, to me, it seemed like a little bit of like League of Legends. You you gather up a bunch of Wampa Fruit, put it in your your team's drop zone, and you're you're fighting each other along the way. Different kind of feel for Crash. I think the characters could be at home at something like this, but I would just like another Crash game. Instead of this Mishigash that I'm looking at. 
Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2 gameplay reveal trailer. Uh, the creator of Celeste next game, Earthblade. We got a uh, a new trailer for that. Uh, Bayonetta Origins, Seriza and Lost Demon was announced. It's a spin-off game set in the world of the fran- of the Bayonetta franchise, and it's an origin story uh, of the characters, if I believe. We also got a really cool look at the new Hellboy game that's coming yes. out. Uh, very dope, cel-shaded, comic booky yeah. animation going on. Uh, this is one that took me by surprise. But a lot of people, cool, too. Man. Like, I remember seeing it, and I was like, all right, cool, it's Hellboy. Like, but then it just kept popping up, and people are saying, like, uh, actual friends of mine, like, following followers or... Uh, friends on Facebook are posting and they're like, yo, this is dope. And I was like, okay, I got to check this out. And lo and behold, great. It's amazing. It reminds I thought it was me really of Wolf, cool. Wolf Among Us, like that kind of style or like Tale yeah. Telltale games. Um, I yep. wonder if it's going to play like that. I don't recall. I hope not. I want it to be I, I, I want, an action wanna, yeah. kind of beat about. I agree. But the art style I think is fantastic so far. Um, we also got an announcement of Crime Boss Rock A City. This game has the most stacked cast I've ever seen. So this is going to be Publisher 505, uh, 505 Games, their next video game coming out. It's going to include wow. Michael Madsen, I see Chuck Norris, Danny Glover, Kim Basinger, Danny Trejo, and Vanilla Ice. It's a stealth action uh, first-person shooter with tasks and all that stuff, and you're becoming a crime lord in a crime boss in 90s Florida. So it's absolutely bananas. Like it, it looks like a 80s movie come to a video game, and I'm all for it. It's absolutely beautiful. Everyone, go watch this trailer now. So we also <laughs> we also got first gameplay. Of the Lords of the Fallen, it's a Souls-like game. It is a reboot, somewhat, of the 2016 Lords of the Fallen, and it takes place a thousand years after the original. So this is another game that's going to be exactly like, you know, Elden Ring, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, yeah, I did Bloodborne, see all of that. Probably gonna miss that. So Last of Us Part One is releasing for PC on March 3rd, 2023. Yeah, yeah, it is a... Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's the... It's no longer an exclusive to PlayStation, and this is the, the remake, obviously. How many remakes is that? Three, I think. Well, I guess technically, if this is a separate one, four. Yeah, because you had the PS4 version, then you had the... That was the HD. And then... Yeah, the PS4 version, the file, and then you like had the rebuild. remake... Yeah. Yeah. And then this one. So that's three. And now the PC version of it is the fourth one. Ooh. <laughs> it's milking um, it. It's milking it. Crazy. Baldur's Gate 3 release window has been launched. Has been launched. Ooh, a announced. window. <laughs> yeah, so Baldur's Gate... If you're waiting for that one. <laughs> we gotta wait. After spending more than two years in early access... It will now have a release window of August 2023. <laughs> uh, we also got one that, like... I know which one you're talking about. I wasn't even ready for it, but, like, then I watched it and I was like, oh, snap, this looks pretty cool. Um, Transformers Reactivate. 
an online action game. Online action game developed by Splash Damage. It has a very gritty Terminator-esque feel where, you know, Decepticons have taken over Earth and now that there's there's like this small rebellion force and they're trying to revitalize or reactivate some of the uh, Autobots to help out. Now, what bothers me is I think Transformers really needs to get off of Bumblebee. Bumblebee's cool, but there's so many Transformers. He he is the Wolverine of... um... Yeah, of the Transformers world. I miss Hotshot. I know Bumblebee is supposed to be like yep. the Hotshot, but Hot I Shot. always like Hotshot. I always love Cheetor. Like, give them some time to shine. If you keep focusing on Bumblebee, we're not going to get any shine. Like, I miss Jazz from the first one, but he was like, spoiler, if you haven't seen Jazz Transformers, so he, got, cool. he was just killed off. And so quickly. Sideswipe was another cool character who, who was really yep. cool looking and didn't get a lot, a lot of time to shine. And again, but then it sucks. You say stay out of Bumblebee, but he had his own movie, so it's like, yeah, it's like, like I don't. So this was a great reveal trailer. It didn't give away too much. Yeah. I will be, you know, it's coming to PC and consoles. I'm not sure how to completely feel about it yet. Uh, I want to see gameplay, and I want to see how this game is actually going to look and feel because this was just a full-on CGI trailer. Um, it's being developed by Splash Damage. They have a pretty good track record. It's apparently you're going to be able to fully immerse yourself in this universe like never like before. VR. It's not, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's VR, but it's like a first person thing where it you take, it looks like you take on the role of an Autobot, but this Autobot looks like it's going to be Bumblebee. Yeah. So the whole trailer, it kind of shows this, uh, like I said, this little re- rebellion cell, you know, scavenging to find stuff and they find this Autobot and they bring him back online and your view is the POV, the POV from there, like. Yeah. Heads up display, their HUD. So they power on and you start to see all the things come up. And then he looks down and he's looking at his hands, but the hands are all yellow and stuff. So it looks like yeah, it's going to be like, yeah, it's definitely him. But whatever. Yeah, so it it's does like, remind me of uh, Terminator Salvation, which not a lot of people like, but yeah. I enjoyed that movie. But it, it, I enjoyed it. It's, it's a, it's a, reminds me of that. Yes, very much so. We also have uh, Banishers Ghost of New Eden was announced. Uh, single player magic first person shooter Immortals of Avium revealed. Immortals of Avium. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that yeah, was, I think was announced. Right. Remnant 2. I know that, that was that's a thing for people. Uh, Blue Protocol will be released in North America courtesy of Amazon Games. Which so I found Amazon, out today, Amazon Games is a thing. Because I, yep. I was Amazon on, uh, pushing on Apple TV and it was like, Amazon game. No, no. I was on my PS5 and it was just like, get points for Amazon games. And I was like, what? What? I don't get it, but we'll continue. Um, After Us, which is a like surreal uh, platforming well, I game. I see which... that. It looks like it's going to win awards. I don't know why. I don't yeah. think I'm going to play this game, but it looks like it's just going to win awards. It reminds me of Journey. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say that. It's, it's very Journey-esque. You become Gaia, the spirit of life. And throughout the game, you kind of like, you salvage the souls of extinct animals and revive them after learning their fate. It looks very artsy. It's it's definitely made to kind of show the atmospheric stuff and, and be all cute. Gotta well, take it back cute, a be all like, 
arty. Blue Protocol looks pretty dope, but I would like to see more gameplay. You yeah, know, I have my my soft spot for G- JRPG. Yes, sir. Um, replaced it, the new trailer got revealed at the Game Awards. Uh, Vampire Survivors is now available on mobile. Mm. Dead Cells Return to Return to Castlevania DLC is arriving next year. New DLC um, in Q1 of 2023. Dead Cells, the uh, indie game darling, uh, will be doing a crossover with Castlevania, which is pretty cool. So the DLC will add new enemies, 14 weapons, two biomes, a new storyline, three bosses, and 20 outfits. Oh, and over 50 original and reimagined Castlevania music tracks. That's pretty crazy because music is a, a big draw for Castlevania. So 50 tracks altogether, it's pretty nuts. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, Colossal, Colossal Cave, the official release date reveal trailer, uh, Wild Hearts gameplay trailer, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Raids no Season 1 Reloaded trailer. All that. Fire Emblem Engage DLC trailer was announced. Um... Dune, Dune Awakening. Sorry, Dune Awakening. The in-engine trailer. So it's not necessarily gameplay, but it's just exactly what the game is going to look like. That trailer was revealed. Uh, it looks pretty nice. It looks um, good. Again, it's not my type of no. game. Like it's an MMO. Yeah, yeah. It just looks. It looks nice. Then we have Destiny Two Lightfall, another DLC coming. Uh, that trailer was revealed. Among Us Hide and Seek. Uh, I didn't think we needed more Among Us, but there it is. No one asked for it. And then, watch this win an award, too. <laughs> and then this is uh, the last one on the list here. Horizon Call of the Mountain. That was the VR game that we were talking about. The trailer came out. It looks pretty cool. I mean, I don't have PSVR. I don't plan on getting it. But Same. if you have it, if you have it, check it out. Adding some new some new stuff. I want to throw a shout it's out. A, to it's an all new experience uh, to a game called Forspoken. I don't know if you've seen it. It looks pretty dope. Um, from the little bit Sounds I familiar. heard, but I did watch the video. It's about a girl that gets trapped into this I don't know fantasy world, and she's trying to get back to her real world. Um, and then I was as I'm going down the list with you, one of the videos played and had an ad for it, and it was like the demo's out. So if you guys don't know, the demo's out for Forspoken on PS5, and I want to say PS4 too, but if you don't have it, PS5. Um, I'm interested in getting that. I might want it because I want it. <laughs> I've definitely heard of it. Um, I I. I can't think of anything right now, but I've definitely heard of First Spoken. Yeah, you'll I'm come sure across it. It'll, it'll pop up yeah. on your feed. It'll pop up. Yeah. It, I could be one of your feeds. I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay. So that is it for our topics. So that must mean we're rolling into the weekly wrap. Jay, what have you been watching, reading, or playing? Watching. So I've been watching a lot of stuff. I've been watching. I'm slowly going through... Um, final space I'm, I'm almost done but it's it sucks because i again i don't it, i don't want like to watch things that i know have canceled but again olin rogers does deserve me watching this um if you hear this yes you're gonna we're gonna meet one day and we're gonna talk about space stuff and can't wait to see god at speed 
and you know we're producers on that so gotta shout that out yes we are we're producers. my first producer credit <laughs> but um but. watching that um been putting it out for a while but i finally finished today actually um war of the planet of the apes such yeah. a it pulls the strings like od like in the beginning of the movie great movie only again the only reason i put off watching this movie is because i just didn't have time but then again i said it a few episodes ago only reason i watched all three well i've only seen the first one before like back in college and then the latter two i just saw for the first time in the last couple months um because they announced or i saw a blurb about kingdom of the war of the planet of the apes very it's a mouthful mouthful of words um and i'm curious about it um but it's not Matt Reeves directing the, the fourth movie. So I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. Because he did two and three. And mm-hmm. I can imagine because he's doing the Batman universe, he's not going to be, he won't be a part of this one. Um, what else? What else? God of War. Playing God of War. What else am I going to be playing? I haven't been playing Pokemon. <laughs> I don't want to play Pokemon. I do. But I think Dude, like, I haven't picked it up either. The, the only thing is, I only rushed to get Pokemon, which I feel like I didn't need to rush, was because I was transferring my Pokemon over. But we won't yeah. be doing that till 2023. So I'm like, why do that? So I was like, pushing the back burner. After I'm done with God of War, it's gonna, I'm going to be on depression spell for a bit, but I got to get on Exodus and uh, Control. I might do Exodus first because it might be shorter than Control. I have to look at the gameplay times. Um, but I definitely want to play those two in the winter because it's going to be nice and cold and I want to be like in my thing. Just like control is a fantastic winter game. No, that, I, I remember playing it and I was like, it was like, it didn't feel right. So I'm just, I'm going to restart it over. I'm like delete the save file. Cause I didn't really get into the game like that. Um, I was mm-hmm. probably like 20, 30 minutes into it. And I was like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and that's when I was like in my dry spell. Um, I say I should be playing these games, but I'm forgetting about uh, Ratchet and Clank. And I think I'm on 40 or 50, maybe 60%. I need to get through that. Oh my God, dude. Why is this game taking you so because long? Because God of it's War is out. It's a short game. But God of War is out. And also I haven't had time. But you've been playing this game for like months. Yeah, it's. I could say it's almost been a year. Like in a few months, it'll be a year. <laughs> but, um, and you know what's crazy? Because when is Spider-Man coming out? Oh, we got a while. We do? But then, you know what's coming out in a few months, and we just said it. Star Wars. Like, that's coming out too in March. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to... Star Wars is going to be the one to, like, drop everything in play. That, so you got to finish God of War and <laughs> Ratchet and Clink. The only time I was able to hold myself off was, like... What, what game was it? Oh, I, I was finishing Final Fantasy VII when I had Last of Us mm. sitting. So I was able to just go through Last of uh, Final Fantasy VII, then play. I'm waiting for that game, too, the second part. Of? Of seven. Yeah, I, to me, I'm just like, I don't know. Because when I found out I was being put into parts, I was, like, upset about it. Then I find out it's not going to be the same game as the original. I was like, well, what's the point? <laughs> but I don't know. I'll see how I feel about it. But I'm just more stoked for Final Fantasy 16. It's the same game, but it's way more expanded. It's the same series of events. Are you going to give me uh, Vincent Valentine? That's what I want to know. Probably in the second one. 
Don't lie. In the first one. Don't give me hope. Yeah, you're right. But um, yeah, so those are that. Uh, I've been reading, you know, my One Piece. Still reading, um, between uh, Magic and Dreams. There was something else I was reading. Um, I'm looking it up now because I gotta let the people know. I actually reread my brother Teddy just like for myself to do it. Actually, when I was flying over to see you, I was like, I reread it. I was like, I had to. Uh, Tick tock. Oh, and I, I started back up on Chainsaw Man and Kaiju mm. number seven, on, well, number seven, number eight. Chainsaw Man, for those who oh. are listening, I've been, I've been on it before you. I am the hipster. I've been on it before you <laughs> So if you say, oh my God, Chainsaw Man is so cool. I'm like, I've been on that. All right. Been reading it. You know what I saw? I saw the other day and I was like, oh, so I saw a random guy walking down the street with a chainsaw man like hoodie. Oh, yeah. And all it was just it just said chainsaw man, like the logo. And I was just like, we've got it's gotten there. I was like, and people know about it. Look, I would never again. I would never um, gatekeep anime, manga, whatever. But like, come on, I'm, I'm 30. I know my I know my ish. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool! Oh my! And then when people say Bleach is great, I look at them. I'm like, bro. <laughs> oh. I I saw that I saw that guy, and it reminded me of because we were there. We were there. We were the pioneers of Attack on Titan when it first came out mm-hmm. on um when it first came out yeah. uh, as an anime. Yeah, we were there. And I remember seeing people like people in the mall with like the recon. The, uh, the, yeah, hoodies. the hoodies and stuff, and I was like, oh, "Man, like it's it not got cool. there." Like it's just like, but then look, we paved the way. We we were the ones that got we didn't get beat up, but quote unquote beat up, made fun of for liking these things. Now it's cool; you can just wear it and rock it. And look, do your thing. I don't know. It's just I guess it's the it's the the gatekeeping in me wants to, but I'm like <laughs> I know it's wrong to do that. Like definitely, the more the merrier. Yeah, like I, I don't gatekeep. But there is a point where when it gets to a certain like fame that I'm like, damn, like, because then there's so much, there's so much on it now, right? Like first season of my hero, I remember when you put me on that and you were like, dude, like this, this thing is amazing. And then I put it on uh, for other people. And like, it was before, like, it was still pretty niche. After yeah. the first so season, neat. like anime was blew up. Anime was starting to get not niche at that when we were yeah. in college. It was getting not niche. It blew up, and I feel like I still like these things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but to me, it, it like almost loses a little bit of luster, and maybe that's a gatekeepy thing for me. But, but you know, it loses a little bit of luster. And I want to bring this up into our next segment when we get into after dark because it could get a little wordy. Um, but uh, remind me uh, about that. But uh, it, it okay. deals with like posers as well. Like you probably feel like someone's mm-hmm. posing about it. They're like just trying to fit yes. in. Yes. And yes. it's like, no, we actually like these things. Don't, you know, do these things yes. to exploit us. But I'll get into that later because I saw a little blurb on that online. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been reading, writing, read, no, sorry, writing. I am writing, but uh, watching, reading, and playing. Next cool. time you hear me, I'm making a vow. 
this the fist on the hand. It's like the iron fist on the hand. I don't know. Is that a Russian thing? Is that the claw with the sure flag? <laughs> um, I will finish between magic and dreams by next Jeez. week. <laughs> I'm looking, let me go on to the... Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, I don't like this now. You're going to make me hold it. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. I'm on page 240. Whew, okay. The last How many one. pages are left? So it's in parentheses. So, because there's like a... It's like, technically I'm on 250, but it's like 240. Um, anyway, in the parentheses, it's 250. Basically, I have 100 pages. Oh, you're not going to finish that. Unless you stop doing other things, you're not going to finish that. So, for me, I have... What I've been watching... I watched a, a bunch of stuff, actually. So, I've been watching... Well, I watched the whole season of Wednesday. Fantastic. Flawless show. The only thing, and it was a nitpick that I had from the very first reveal trailer, I don't like. Um, I think you told me. Yeah, and I said uh, Luis Guzman. I don't like him as Gomez. I think that was a weird casting. I understand why they did it because when you watch the series, there's some flashbacks to his younger self, and that's the more debonair and suave Gomez that you know we remember from TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean the original cartoon. Like he wasn't like super handsome or anything, but um, in the live, yeah, I I didn't always been like in the, the live action, but. the live action iterations, uh, he was, but I don't know it, it it didn't make sense to me in the see in the series, it makes a little bit of sense as to why they went that way, but I just think as a nitpicky thing that it's I just didn't love it. I like Luis Guzman also. I'd love his acting. I think he's super funny. I like him the things he does. Yeah, he's great. I just this one role just didn't really do it for me. But I understand why they did that, why they went that way. Um, but fantastic show. It was it was literally hard to stop it. It was such a good show. Um and it's it's quick, eight episodes. Um I also I have two things that I watched that I feel like nobody talked about ever. Like literally ever. Mm. Nobody said anything about, and I was like, why not? So I saw this thing on Disney Plus. It's called um, Tales of the Jedi. I feel like it flew under everyone's radar. And (laughs) I feel like it flew under everyone's radar, and literally nobody talked about it. It was such an amazing series. It was so good. It, It, you know, there's five or six episodes. It plays out in about an hour, I think, is the runtime of the whole. The whole season. I watched it all at once. It works as watching it in one shot. It was so good. And I literally can't believe no one, not even you, was talking about how good it was. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm going to cancel it. It was so amazing. (laughs) Like, from start to end, you know, we got the uh, sneak peeks into both Count Dooku and uh, Ahsoka Tano's origins. And explains a lot. It fills in a lot too, like uh, where yeah, it fills in gaps to Yaddle. I mean, um, what happened yeah. with the uh, what, like what happened to the not the marker, but the information on what's the planet called? Not oh yeah, Camino. Camino. Yeah, they they finally I, I say wrap that up from fucking oh sorry <laughs> DBZ bleep that. Oh, up that here. has to get bleeped. Bleep it, Mark. When you do the editing, that's getting bleeped. 
But um, uh, yes, Camino. It was it was really good. So, I I really, I I even though I knew where Dooku was heading, I was like, I understand because that is our reality. And Filoni, Chef's Kiss, you still do Filoni, it. man, just killing it. And he, I'm so happy that we finally got like the mainstream viewer finally has answers to a lot of these questions because in the background we know that Count Dooku was the one who used Master Sifo-Dyas's credentials to wipe Kamino and all that and create the or- the the purchase order for all the clones but like that's never explicitly said it's never said it just it's just like all right cool whatever you know yeah it's just like implied and you have to kind of connect those dots on your own um but I was I was actually, you know what, I thought because I, I knew it was the the origins of Count Dooku and stuff and his descent, I thought it was gonna be we were gonna see him as young Count, like really young, being Yoda's Padawan, but we actually saw him already as a master oh. to Qui-Gon. Gotcha. Which yeah, I thought I, was pretty I, cool. I never had that thought because I knew like before when they like it was like in an article or something. It was saying something about how he was going to mm. be. And I, that didn't spoil it for me, but I guess you going into it blind, this, that was, that was a good thing. Mm. I would have not thought that if I went to it blind. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's dope. I, 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 I like, I didn't even know that he was going to be the Qui-Gon's master. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that Dooku was his master. Uh, but super cool. I loved seeing, I loved how, you know, the Yaddle story, um, you know, it, it literally dropped you, it dropped you off with Dooku right up, um, the events before Attack of the Clones. And I feel like, like literally, all, yeah. And I feel like, um, that place where, uh, Dooku and Palpatine met, I feel like that was a similar scene or the same spot that Yoda fought. It was the same exact place, which is, yep, really it dope. is like, in Attack of, Cl- in Attack of the Clones. It's the Attack same of the Clones or Clone Wars, because I remember an animation form where they fought there. I'm thinking of a. Different... I mean, it might have been in in Attack in the uh, Clone Wars as well, but, but it... that they go there in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, because if if and if that's the case, again, Filoni is very aware and pays very close attention to details. He knows how to work it, and then that's probably why that place looks so familiar. Um, that's the same place where that's where they go. That's where we see the the. <sighs> It's in Attack of Clones. I don't remember the exact scene, but it's there. I got you. Um, so I saw that. Fantastic. I loved seeing Baby Ahsoka was beautiful. Total adorbs. It was a great way to start it up. I feel like if I were to watch it again, it looks like it's both their lives played out, but it's like different age. So it's like Baby Ahsoka, then you got yep. Young Duke, and then it's just like it's growing. Ooh, yep. can I tell you something? Since so you finally saw Rebels. Uh, Kanan Jar- uh, was yes, in there. Yes. Yeah, it was the first yep. thing I noticed. And then someone put it on TikTok, like, you guys didn't notice it. I'm like, no, I noticed. I'm a fan. No, I, I noticed, noticed it. Loser. Anyway, um, I, I saw but that it. was dope. It was, I, I love that he's made cool. his random appearance. Like, when he made the first appearance in Bad Batch, um, that was dope. Mm-hmm. I, I would love him. I love that they placed him in here and keeping him alive. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, pause. Uh, he dies um in rebels but um it's a great way to keep i was i thought that was awesome yeah to and you know it it makes it this lived in universe well you know who they Uh, have the announcement of um kyle kestis they have to throw him in there just somehow just to do it they gotta put him somewhere yeah 
But uh, uh, I don't know where he would fit in though, because Cal happens. It's the same when he when Order sixty six happens. He was young too. He was a Padawan. Yeah. So, oh, with I guess, girl, I, he um, could, so I guess it's the same timeline as Rebels, right? The t- same time space, like time span, timing. Well, yeah. I mean, when Order sixty six happens, you got this girl, uh, the Inquisitor from Obi Wan. They were both. They all experienced the same thing. They were just different point in time. So, mm-hmm. um, Cal Kestis, as a grown person, now with Part Two coming out, he he's rugged. So time has passed, and is is it getting like? If we get to part two, where is he? Is he around uh, Rebels, Rogue One? You know, like it has to be before mm-hmm. New Hope. You know, it definitely is before. New I mean, Hope. in the first, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll get nods to it because in the first, in uh, Fallen Order, we got to see young Chewbacca, and we got to see Saul Guerrero. So we yeah. will, yeah, we'll get we'll get nods to where he is. Yeah. Um, so same with. So uh, I saw that. So I saw Tales of the Jedi, fantastic. Um, out before I forget, uh, I loved seeing Ahsoka literally up into Order 66. Like they dropped her, they filled what tiny little gaps they had they missed in, from uh, in the last award. season. They filled in here so good. Um, I had to go back and watch the scene in season dude, seven just because the, I was like, I got a bit more, <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. And then, so I finally, I finally watched that. Then I saw this other series that I feel like should have been gotten 10s and all that, but again, nobody spoke about it. Andor? Andor? I'm done. Is that how you I'm pronounce done. it? Cut the show. Cut the show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so I will I say... I was the one that told you from early that this show is going to be fire, and now you're like... I will say it does, throughout the series, it does suffer from the three-act uh, Honestly, to me, it was only problem. episode two was the weakest episode. Yes. And then after but that, it, no problems. I, as I'm rewatching it again. So, the prison, the prison arc blew my mind. Bro, I'm just going to say this. How sad did you feel for Andy Serkis' character? Oh my God. Like, because when of was him. Like, I can't swim. Because of him, Luke was able to destroy the Death's the Death Star. Because of that little act that Andy Circus, hashtag Caesar, hashtag Gollum, was able to do that. It was insane. He couldn't swim. He did all that. And I and but my thought process is like, and I would love to be inside his mind, like a parasite. You just gotta try. <laughs> and just be like, was it worth it? Like, did he believe was it worth it? Yeah. Because if he didn't leave, that means they're still gonna. They're still. And spoiler alert. Well, they're the they're gonna kill them all if they stood. Like whoever's left. No, what I mean is, yeah, whoever's left. But you're gonna have to. Yeah, you could kill them all because then they're still building the the again spoilers, the Death Star, dude. Like and that was a great. The, I was like, I knew like they. I was like, they have to build that because that's what they're building. They don't know it, but I'm like, as as a person that's very aware and i'm sure you thought the same thing you knew they were building the death star well for normie to watch this they would have been like <sighs> so so i watched it's so remember i stopped at episode six yes you know they they pulled off the heist and you but know the heist, it, it was an it, escape into the eye the the heist was cool but like i like i said this 
this show did suffer from the three act problem. It was like first episode, oh, this is super cool. Second, it's a little weak because it's build up, and then third, it's like, oh, they get it done. It it happened throughout the entire series. The first six were the weakest. The second half wrong was phenomenal. Next wrong. to no issues. But I'll say it was this, it was phenomenal. preparing. I think it's preparing people for season two to and did yes. you, oh you didn't watch it but but you know how the structure works for uh the house of the dragon house of the dragon yeah yeah season two is going to be that i think is to prepare people mentally prepare people for that and that's my opinion it's not something where yeah no it, it should be like that i think it should be we should get some time jumps but i, I will agree though that um with you and we spoke about it when we were watching the show uh together some other way some episodes ended it was very abrupt or whatever it's like you couldn't give me some like oh like i'm getting anticipated it just ends um but then again i think they they'll know that they'll take uh their feedback for where they get wherever they get their feedback maybe they hear us at yeah. some point <laughs> i don't know but i think it was great straight through even though two for me was the weakest, it had to happen. It's one of those things. It was like a necessary yeah. evil, quote unquote. But yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So I, I that last episode, I was freaking losing my mind. The whole the speech in the town square was amazing. The ending where uh, he's like, "Either you kill me or you take me." Like, fantastic. Now going back to the the very end post credit scene where we see the the fixtures that the prisoners were making in that, in that prison uh, were actually like these connecting joints for these like satellite dishes that make up the death star. Um, I knew when they were in the prison, they were building something. I was like, Oh, these have to be parts for like either death star or tie fighters or something. I was like, yeah, it's either, it's either something like that or it was a work camp where it was just dem like demoralizing them making them make these things and hurting them and all this. And then they were just going to throw away these parts. I was like, it's either, or it's either this is but then again, someone would have thought that, but I think for us, we would have immediately went to death star. Cause because we know where this takes place and we know, like if you've seen C uh, season, you've seen the prequels, we see the hologram of the death star. We, yeah. and then they, and we have seen rogue one. So it's like, it only makes sense. Yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't figure out what it was, where it went. And I was like, it's either absolutely nothing and they're we're gonna find out that they're just dumping this stuff in the ocean. Um, and it's just meant to break people's spirits and keep them there. Cause it, it could have easily been that because they were like, Oh, we're making new troopers. Exactly. Yeah. Or it was gonna be something that like it went into, you know, like I said, Death Star or TIE Fighters, something for the the Empire at large. So seeing that it's literally these things that connect these big dishes that end up being the death ray shooting out of the 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 Death Star is it's it was a really cool thing to end it on because I we didn't need it we that was just Mister Filoni being like you know what here you go this is fun that wasn't Take Filoni that. he did not do this show oh that's right that he was the team behind either. Rogue One and that's what I loved about yeah. this show and this you're right this is post Disney this. And mm -hmm. uh, Rogue One. Perfecto. And, you know, I also thought it was really cute because the whole, the logo of Andor, you just think it's a 
a logo. And then at the end, you see it like when it lines up, it's the Death Star and then the the two dishes. Like that's what the logo is. Uh, in the you mean in the beginning of each episode? So oh, you yeah, that? you know, like in the beginning of each episode when they say Andor, they yeah. you have that like that like semicircle and then this like these two things it looks and that's like, the logo for Andor. Yeah, let me just look that up real quick. Look it up at the very end where we see that the the parts that the prisoners were working on are these connective joints for the for the Death Star. It lines up where the, it's the Death Star and the two satellite dishes. Like that's the logo for Andor, and it's I like this saying. entire time, it's you we, know we don't know we've about been it. Seeing it the whole time, yeah, yeah, we've been seeing it the whole time. It is the beginnings of the Death Star, so it's it was a very nice nod, and I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I was going to say just outside the nerdgasm of Andor, I did appreciate, and again, as a person that I'm, I'm on episode five right now, again. Um, watching it again, I knew it had it dealt with uh, actual themes in our reality, our social commentary on policing and social classism and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I picked up, it was so uh, upfront about it on the nose, but then it's like you can just easily miss it. And I don't know if you might remember. Did you rewatch it or did you just pick up from six? I, I picked up from six. Okay. So in the first or few episodes when they're looking for uh, Cassian, um, again, those, those security people are, they're part of, they're an extension of the empire because at this yeah. point in, for those listening, at this point in the world of that universe, the empire is, is spread too, is spread too thin. So they have to kind of hire out these companies to oversee these other planets in the outer rim. So the security, uh, people there, I mean, you can see they're in blue suits, obviously that representing cops. And we spoke about this in, in our previous episodes, but one thing that stuck out to me is that, they're looking for someone with dark skin. And I was like, wow, that was so on the nose. And I just never thought of that until I watched it on my second playthrough mm-hmm. or watch second watch through. Anyway, then I was like, that to me is just like cops looking for a black person. And, you know, it's just like, that's a whole yeah. thing. This show was not afraid to attack these topics and they do it so well. It's not pushing it down your throat. Like how I like with most shows, a lot of shows, they push these agendas down your throat and then they find their footing. Like, for example, this has nothing to do with Star Wars, but Blackish did not like season one or maybe the beginnings of season one because it was like, I understand that we have to see that we live in a reality where black people are not likable or even people of color in general are just not likable by, I guess, the quote unquote elite white people. Let's just say that. I get it, but I did not like that I was being force fed that. And then Blackish found mm-hmm. its footing where Andor, it finds its footing and it just tells it like it is. You pick up on it and it just tackles these topics, especially in Rogue One. Like they mirrored a scene where they were having that fight in um, Jeddah and there was a little baby mm-hmm. crying in the middle. That was reminiscent of a thing that was happening around that yeah. I forget where it was. It was I believe it was in the Middle East or in Africa, I forget. Or somewhere in the middle of Africa. But I just love that they tackled these these topics and it was very great. Yeah. And it's done it's like you said, it's done in a way where it's subtle, it's not heavy handed. And you'll pick up you you watch it and you feel the emotion, but then you don't pick up on it really until you're dissecting it later. And that's the genius of these things. 
So just running through the rest of the stuff. So I watched those two things. Those are the two highlights um, covered Wednesday. Uh, I've been watching with the misses Love Island. Chef's kiss. Bunch of beautiful people on an island just trying to fall in love. Not a lot of drama. I will say I'm not a big proponent for like reality TV and stuff. I typically watch it with the wife, but this is actually a fun one. They have it's one British season on Netflix. It's real. It's not a no. British it's show. Th- there's a British show called the same thing. And as I'm typing it in, so the one I'm talking about is it's the the US one. Yeah. Like it was the first oh, the first one that came out in 2018, and then that's on Netflix. But there's a bunch of other ones. There's like Australia. You oh, know, England, whatever. It plays on Hulu, Netflix, and Peacock. Got it. So Peacock, I think, has all of it. Hulu has all of it. Agree. And Netflix only has like one episode. I mean, one season. Got it. So I've been watching that uh, with the missus, and it's actually a really fun watch. You won't For anyone me. who's into sociology and just wanting to see how people react, like with others when they're confined, it's it's interesting. You think it's it's something that they should watch instead of watching Jersey Shore. It depends on what you're in the mood for. If you're in the mood for trash, Jersey Shore. If you're in the mood for watching how people interact with each other, because it's not a drama show. It's not like people like getting drunk and beating each other and all that. Like it's not that. It's, it's very much up. like it's like they they have. It's to. just they they push all these beautiful people and they don't shy away from it. It's these like. 10 supermodels are they just they put... official is that no point? they're no? real people they're just real people that are like they're all different personalities they all look different they're they just all happen to be beautiful okay. and in their mid-20s and they put them all together and they're the goal is there's no prize or anything it's just they're in paradise they're in a big villa in fiji and it's like an experiment they're just what? trying to see if these people fall in love there you're like for you're you're like forced to couple up with people so off of first impressions and then you like everyone sleeps in the same room it's one big like room with 12 beds and when you couple up you're forced to sleep in the same bed and it shows like how quickly people can form attachments and it shows like some people who will be like super closed off and it's it's if you look at it through the lens of like sociology, it's interesting. I'll like to be on the show. You know, I'll just be like, yo, there's some dumb, Stop. there's some dumb stuff for sure. Like there's, you know, they have some challenges and stuff when people act dumb and like, there's a bunch of kissing and making out, but it's not like everyone's having sex everywhere. Everyone's very much like, Oh, I'm here to find my person. And it's casual dating, but not grotesque or anything. It's, it's very real. Uh, it just so happens that literally everyone there is gorgeous got it i thought yeah because it kind of remind me because you kept saying beautiful people over and over again so i kept thinking of ashton kutcher's thing was a uh, geek beauty and the geek and i thought mm-hmm. that was like that but this is not like a topic yeah. or, or it's not a game show or some sort of Mm-mm. yeah game show it's nothing like that gotcha. it's just these people got lucky got to go to fiji and now they're with 12 12 10 or 12 strangers and they're all everyone's trying to find what if we like what person. if uh us and uh, our our wives go, but then we pretend not to know each other and just like, so we could just like have our vacation, but be on TV as well, but then like have the life. And be like, I, I never advocate for going on TV on these shows. I would never do it. One, because I think I would be the worst person to be on these the shows. Because like, <laughs> I would just, 
Yeah, I would just, there would be so many times where I'm just looking at the camera and I'll be like, do you see this? Do you see what's happening? But you, yeah, I would, or, I would pull a, I would pull a Jim or this guy from uh, yeah. Admit Elementary. I'd look at the camera like, <sighs> I, I just wouldn't. I don't think I would be able to disassociate myself enough yeah. to really be. I can't a live good in the character. The three, the three walls. I wouldn't be able to yeah. live in the three walls. But you, I think you know what it is. I think if we were both there, you would be like my other person to look at. Like I would have the camera in you. I'd be like, you see this? <laughs> I look at like you see this. So I'm like breaking the fourth wall. Like, it'd be very meta. Oh, that'd be a dope show. So, anyway, okay. Let me reel this back in so we can finish up. We're, yes. going, we're getting a, long, a little long in the tooth here, but that was it for really what I've been watching. I haven't been reading anything, but I downloaded the files for the antagonist. So that's coming. I will read that at some point. Um, I'll be your I also person. still need to read Between Magic and Dreams Volume 2. That will get read, but at some point. And then playing, like I said, I ended up getting a PS5. Uh, and I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Origins because, as you know, like I've been saying, I've been playing through all the Assassin's Creeds that I got. So Origins is the the latest one. I kind of took a break because it randomly got like super hard towards the end. And I was just like, Ugh. it's it's having the same issue like I had with the other Assassin's Creed where it's forcing you to do a lot of a lot of side missions. Mm. Like it's forcing you to do a lot in order to progress. And I don't do well with games like that. I understand grinding a little bit to kind of level up, but the level up system is just because you can't even enjoy the story at this point. And I think that's yeah. And we talk we we don't have to beat a dead horse when it comes to this, but Assassin's Creed in general, we know people, if you've been listening to us, we know you know where we stand on that. But for me, I would have been upset as well. It's just getting stuck in the I mean I want to play the story. I want to know the story, but Assassin's Creed doesn't have really yeah. have a story in a in the grand scheme of things. And this one, they changed up the formula so much. Like everything is different. The combat system is different. The leveling up system, like you get weapons now that you collect and like level up. It's even different from the other one that I was playing. It's so, 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 so different. Like they they messed with things that didn't really have to get messed with. And the level up progression, like now your enemies have levels and you can, <laughs> like, it's possible to not be able to assassinate someone because they're so, because their level is so high. So you can uh, literally stick a blade in someone's neck and, and they can push you off. They just walk and then it off, rub some dirt They on can it. push you off and then the entire, like, where you used to be able to, like, you can sneak your way into something and cheese it so, like, you can kill the, the target and then just be good and keep going and then run out. Now it's like, if you do that to a, an enemy that has a certain level, they'll push you off and then the entire squad is alerted and then they jump on you and kill you. Yeah. It's it it takes away some of the the good cheesiness of Assassin's Creed where like you can attack things from certain ways. So now you have not only like yeah, I guess you could be sneaky and try and stealth stealth it. Um but it requires you to do so much more just to be able to do that and forget about running in a place and fighting like 10 guys at once. That cannot happen in this game. If you're fighting two guys at once, that it is one yeah. of the hardest things to do. I don't do. want it. I want to get a third guy. If a third guy's in. I want to man my way through games. Like, 
Yeah. I remember no. in part one through uh, three, and I mean all the games, I used to collect my enemies, get in the car, just mm-hmm. visit the house, and, and that was just fun to do. You tell me I can't do that. No, they will kill you. I don't want to do that anymore because then there's no fun. I get it now. I, people or companies or studios are starting to follow this, like the Souls game. And I, I see that they're doing that. I get it, but you're taking away the fun and just beat them up game. Yeah. And it's not like I'm button yeah. matching. I know, like, I remember, I know how to play a, a Batman Arkham. Like, it's tactical fighting ways. I'm not button mashing. But now you're telling me I, I, you have to be more strategic. You're making me think a little bit more when I'm like, I guess that's the realism. In a way, in a way that you don't have to, though. Yeah, I like, guess you shouldn't I understand have to. There's the realism to it. Like, in real life, in combat, you're not just swinging your sword. You're not just punching around. But I'm playing a video game at, at the end of the day. That's why I can never play a Sekiro game. Or the closest I would play is Fallen Order, even though it's like a watered-down version of those games. I love Star Wars, and I know the and I know the people behind Star Wars know that we love Star Wars. They're not going to make it that difficult. So, yeah, that's just my yeah, it's just sense it's, on it. yeah. It's gotten to a point where you have to upgrade all the pieces of your armor now so that you can get good damage and good health. And then on top of that, you need to do you need to get a certain amount of experience to level up so that you can kill certain enemies. Like there are walls. Like you will run into walls in this game. Like you can't just progress. Like okay. it's really hard to just go through. You can't do just main main story missions. Like it's impossible because there's somewhere. Like you'll do a main story mission, and then the next one it tells you the recommended level is five levels above where you're at. That's so big. And in order to do that, you have to do ten side quests. Like it's it's frustrating. So I stopped on that for a bit and I'm actually playing uh Miles Morales again. Uh but I'm playing the PS5 version, the upgraded thing. Looks so crisp, so beautiful. So I'm playing through that. I'm gonna platinum the PS5 version too. So that's gonna require me to play through the story two more times. Did you move any so, files the files over completely or you just started at as a oh, okay. No, I moved everything over. Okay. You did uh oh yeah, we we discussed this. Yeah, I I moved everything over. Um, what sucks is that some so that's what I'm go over though. That's that's what I'm playing now. I'm still waiting. Um, I have a backlog of games. Uh, I'm still I bought two. waiting on. I'm waiting on PS5 games to come in. Can't buy any yet, but I'm waiting till after the holidays, and then I'll I'll purchase some. I wanted to play Ghost of Tsushima. Because it came, it has a the the PS5 upgrade, but it's a discount. The upgrade is a discount. So the upgrade is like $30. Oh, that's annoying. You know what it yeah, is? So it probably was. The Spider Man one was free. It probably wasn't that, though. Maybe when, they, when the updates started happening and they, they were just like, let's just do that. Because that game came out before they made that announcement. So I think they, they kind of. Well, this is this is the game of the year version. That's what I'm saying. You had you basically had everything, and they kind of like I think on the back end they just finagled something. Well, I don't know because on the box, so like on the box for for Miles Morales, it said that it it came with it, like it came with the upgrade for for free. Then on the box of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, it said that it came with the discounted upgrade. Now I thought I already spent. $60, $70 on this game. 
I thought the upgrade might be 10, 20 bucks. The upgrade's $40. No, it should not have been that. If anything, it should have been 10. Because let's say yeah. when I bought, what was it? Oh, no, it was Ghost of Tsushima. Or it was another game. It was just like, oh, it's going to be $10 because technically you paid 60 Yeah, and I would have paid that. Uh, more because the PS5 games are 70 So they were just like, oh, no. Yeah. No. So, and that's it. That's what I, I mean. I've been playing Marvel Snap on my phone. Always a great game. Uh, they have been getting kind of wild with like how stuff is costing. Yeah, I remember like, you and Rob were talking about that. Yeah, they're getting. I just saw an, another one. So right now for this for this month, you can get Gambit and Rogue as like a double pair. Thirty dollars, thirty dollars for two in-game cards. And then there was a the the first one, which was kind of like a big red flag, was a bundle for Thanos, like a hundred bucks. So a bunch of in-game currency and and stuff, and one card. It ended up being a hundred dollars for can one make, card. Can you make a hundred a hundred dollars in game to get it, or you have you to can? Okay. No, no, no. You can like because it goes by the premium currency is gold, and as you play the game, you can earn gold in uh daily missions or in like milestones throughout the season. Like you can earn enough, mm-hmm. but like it is gonna take you forever. You have to hoard all of it so and then use one it. gold is not a dollar. What is how much is like one gold? No. I don't know. Uh, it, it, okay. I don't know the exchange rate. Okay. But so you would again, assuming it's it's a lot, then you, yeah, a hundred dollars. A hundred real a dollars. That's a lot for this bundle. For this bundle, it gave you the Thanos, the like you know exclusive Thanos card, and then it gave you a buttload of like in-game currency, and then a buttload of this other currency where you can get like variants of different cards. Hmm. Um, but it was like. $100 for a bundle. And then this other, the Rogan Gambit one is $30 for two cards. It was just, it's crazy. When, like, really speaking, you don't have to put any money in this game. It's free to play. True. And it's fun. You still get all the same stuff. Um, I do the monthly, it's $10 a month if you want the season path, pass. And it's like each month it's a new season and you can get exclusive drops. Um, and you get exclusive stuff. I think there's a, a hundred levels to the season pass, but you get exclusives up to level fifty. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're just like getting like e- extra XP and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it's fun. Like, and the exclusive stuff is usually pretty cool. Like the first season was Miles Morales and different Venom like variants. So I got that. Uh, this this season was Silver Surfer. Well, no, last season was um was Wakanda. So you got a bunch of Black Panther variants and then this season is Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. So you got the if you got the season pass, you got a really cool Silver Surfer card. So all these things are attainable in the game like for free. But the variants are aesthetic only and they're locked to the season pass. So that that's it. But if you want a Silver Surfer card, you can pull that in the game. And you could pull really cool variants. You know, it's a it's a roll, but you can pull really cool variants as you play the game and get the end game currency that just comes. Yeah, like if if you do daily missions and stuff, like it'll just come for you, and then you can roll and get and get cards and stuff like that as you as you level up. But 
yeah, it was getting kind of wild. And then on the Switch, I've kind of put my Switch down. I was playing Pokemon for a while, but with the wedding and all that, I stopped playing, and then now I have the PS5, so... I'll get back to Pokemon at some point. Yeah, same. On this, Well, no, I, I know exactly when. On the 16th, for all you Pokemon fans out there, if you have Scarlet and Violet, the only in-game Charizard, it's a buffed Charizard that's coming. It's for like four days. It's going to be in-game where you can have chances to encounter it, and that'll be it. It's similar. I miss the EV stuff because they had in-game EVs that had different... um. I remember that, wasn't it? For Terror sized, whatever, you know, the diamond looking thing. They had different ones for the base EV. Mm. So they, they had different buffs from like flying, uh, water, grass. They had all the different buffs for each EV. Um, but I, I missed that. But now the only Charizard in the game is coming, and that's coming on the 16th. So, fun fact. Yeah. But with that, last nugget of information we're gonna wrap it up here we know we've taken a little while so this is why we let this one go a little little longer and we know you've been chomping at the bit to get some more average jays in you but we're gonna wrap this one up and say goodbye as always this was the average jays podcast please like subscribe follow on all of our social medias including twitter at the average jays and Instagram at the Average Jays Podcast and on twitch.tv slash the Average Jays, where you can tune in, interact on the chat, watch us live, and you stay after the recording for the JJ After Dark. You have 20 to 30 minutes with us to just have a chat. Yeah. Unedited, unfiltered. So thank you all for listening. This has been (laughs) (laughs) This has been Jay Justin Ruiz Jay Jeremy Francois Thank you Be good to each other And spread the love